Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. This is the official Dating Devo series, week one of the Dating Devo series that we have been so excited about jumping into. Maybe you're new to the For the Girl podcast. Maybe you recently found us, maybe through the new study, maybe through TikTok, maybe through Instagram. I don't know how you found your way here, but we are so, so happy that you're here. My name is Mac. My co-host over there, her name is Ken. Ken, <laughs> glad you're here with us today. Yes, I'm. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, you can consider Ken's and I your uh, big sisters for the next few weeks. I wouldn't go as far as to say that we are your dating coach because no, we don't want to claim that title. But we no. do want to yeah. claim the title of uh, girls who have been through the whole journey and process of singleness, yes. dating, and relationships. And God has taught us so much on the journey that we are so excited to share with you guys. If you don't know about the Dating Devo, it is a brand new study that we just released last month that is all about helping you navigate singleness, dating, and relationships through the lens of scripture. I know that we often know that there's not a ton in scripture about dating and relationships, but Ken's and I combed the pages of scripture looking for passages of scripture that can speak to us about kind of the building blocks of a healthy dating life and a healthy relationship. And so over the next six weeks, we're going to be talking about things like identity, things like comparison, things like getting your expectations up and looking for evidence of how God might be working and moving in your life. And it's going to be an awesome, awesome series. And we're so excited that you're joining us for it. And today we're kicking off the conversation with what we're calling our Know Who You Are conversation. And this is all about... Figuring out and solidifying your identity so that you don't look for identity from a relationship. And it's going to be an awesome and a powerful conversation that we can't wait for. Yes. Starting off with the foundation of our dating lives, which is going to be good. I do feel like we have so many new listeners probably at the For the Girl podcast. So maybe we could take a quick second and just introduce ourselves. Okay. Yes. So I'm Ken. This is Mac. We've been best friends for literally like what, 13 years now, which is I don't think that long, but I like that you just about 13. (laughs) Okay. Well, we went to every time Ken tells how long we've been friends for, it's I think 11 years, 12 years, but she adds a new year every month of friendship. So I'm pretty sure it's 11 years, Ken. Well, okay. No, 2015 is when we went to college and we met. Our friendship is the same age as Delight, and Delight is 11 years old. (laughs) No, our friendship is probably at least six months older than Delight. Okay, but (laughs) okay, you're right. We said it. So we 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 met in college, and then we started an awesome women's ministry together. It's called Delight Ministries. It's a college women's ministry. It might be at your college campus if you're a college girl listening to this. And it's the most fun ever. So we love Delight. We love women's ministry and all things girly. And then over the years, we've been out of college for a few years now. I'm not going to say a number because I'm probably going to get that wrong too. But now we just get to do ministry together. We get to do this podcast and 
this is a little unique for us. So this is around the dating series. Typically, you'll find just for the girl who episodes on here, for the girl who's struggling with like, for the girl who needs help with this, blah, 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 blah. And we love getting to speak into your lives. And truly, people do like often are like, you feel like our big sisters or best friends. And that is like our highest compliment. We love it so yeah. much. It's so um, true. You can find a bunch of other Bible studies and devotionals on our website for the girl. We get we love getting people excited to read the Word of God. So this one's really fun because it's about dating, but all of our other studies aren't, and I think you're gonna like them too. So you'll have yeah. to check those out yeah. later. And then I feel like we gotta introduce who we are when it comes to dating too. So we have what yes. a really fun and awesome quiz. We'll put it down in the show notes called "Discover Your Dating Personality." And we just need to tell you that I am an independent on the dating quiz and Ken's is a flirt on the dating quiz. That's right. So that's a little important thing to know. If you have no idea what we're talking about, go take the quiz. You and have to take the Get quiz. the dating Devo because there's a lot more about these dating personality types. And then Ken's and I both like to say both of us were single pretty much throughout our 20s. I was like actually really, really single, not really dating anybody. <laughs> Ken's was single but dating everybody on the planet. So we have very different kind of oh, ways wow. that we went about our singleness, which you'll hear us talk a lot about in the Dating Devo. I've been married for a year and some change. My husband's name is Tyler. Fun fact, I'm six years older than him. Yes, I'm a cougar. And uh, <laughs> like the worst like label for I that know, ever, but, but it's fine. At some point, you just got to own it, embrace it, and be like, yeah, sure, Yeah, whatever. you are. You love it. I guess I'm a cougar. And we have a really funny story of how we met and all the things that I'm sure is somewhere on the For The Girl podcast. You're just going to have to dig for it. And then yeah. <laughs> I live in Charlotte, North Carolina with my husband. And then Ken's over there. I'm just sharing about you. Ken's has been married yes. for three years now. Is that right? Yes. Three We're years. We're coming up on probably. three years in September. On the dot, pretty much, by the time this releases. Three years, funny. and we are days away from having her first baby, and yeah. uh, it honestly might – no, we're days away from having her first baby because this is coming yeah. tomorrow, <laughs> which is super fun. So if and you hear me out of breath throughout this whole entire series, that is why. But I kind of feel like I'm not, so – No, you I'm killed all. it. You killed it. And okay. then Ken's is currently living in Nashville but moving to a small town in Florida in just a few months. So, yeah, small town girls. Anyways, yeah. Oh, that's let's us. give our voices. I'm Max, so my voice is the more <laughs> the more mature, mature voice. Wow. Ken's is the more <laughs> Valley Girl voice. Valley Girl voice. It's true. I literally haven't lived in California. I grew up in California, but haven't lived there for so many years, and I'm still holding on to my Valley Girl accent. Apparently, so that's fun. Okay. Well, we are really excited for the intros of all of these dating podcasts. What we're doing is we're giving you, well, it's called Mac and Ken's Help You Make a Move. And basically that means that you submitted your dating situations or situationships and on, on Instagram, and we are giving you our best advice. So obviously we couldn't pick everybody's. But we're doing our best. And anyways, today's is going to be great. We're kicking it off with a bang. We'll keep everybody's name on the DL. But I'll read you the DM and then we'll give you our best advice, girl. Woo. Are you ready? Don't mind my kind of terrible reading. Okay. So she said, okay. So there's this guy I met in January at a training for a ministry we're both involved in. I caught feelings 
like two days into knowing him, but he lives seven hours away. In May, we saw each other again at another event. It was like no time had passed. I had always been hoping that maybe we would become something more than friends, but thought it was unlikely because of the circumstances. However, over these past seven months, We've talked pretty regularly in the past few weeks. It's become very regular, like everyday texting and lots of calls. No one has ever actually admitted they have feelings yet, but it's pretty obvious from both sides. I want to see him in person again, but know that probably won't happen until we're dating, until we're something, starting to get nervous. He's So I'm starting to get nervous. He's going to make an actual move. Some people... Oh, sorry. Starting to get nervous that he's never going to make an actual move. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Never going to make an actual move. Some people are telling me I should do it, but I feel pretty strong that it's his job to pursue. Any advice on long distance or waiting to make or waiting for a move to be made? Okay. Okay. So we kind of have two things we need to cover here. I think we should start with the waiting for a move to be made. Ken's, I'm going to let you take that section. Okay, waiting for a move to be made. Okay, girl, girl, I think you can make a little bit of the first move here. I know that he he can do the pursuing still if you make the first move. So this is what it would go down like. It'd be like, hey, like an intentional conversation. One of the times when you pick up the phone or FaceTime or whatever, or maybe you send a text, be like, hey, I want to talk about something tonight. Actually, I would just do it spontaneously over the phone and just be like, hey, can I ask, you know, what are we? What, what's happening? Where is it going? Like make it lighthearted. It doesn't have to be this like deep saga, big situation. Just make it fun. Make it lighthearted. And just like throw it out there, be like, you know, be honest about how you feel because it sounds like you want to make it work. So just put yourself out there. You know, rejection is all right. It's actually good for us. And so, you know, if he doesn't want to do it, if he's like not down for it, that's that's okay. And that's fine. And now you can move on to the next person, the next thing or whatever awesome thing God has for you. So I think it's just time to make a move so that you can like, you know, either open the door, close the door, something happens. I will say you can put yourself out there here, but then he should definitely like make the following moves, whether it's like yeah, booking yeah. a trip or like coming to you or like doing something big yeah. to like get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there we go. That's really good. That's really good. Actually, it's so funny. So when I met my husband, we were long distance and we were kind of talking. I feel like we both knew we had feelings for each other, so this might be a little bit different. But I was the one who made the move that said like, hey, I think we should meet in person. This has been so fun. I love all this, but I feel like it's really important that we need to meet in person. And so I was going to be in a town kind of near him. And so I was like, hey, if you want to drive down, I'll be there we can meet in person. And then he really took it from there. He was like, yes, I'll be there and made it happen. And so I think sometimes guys are just as insecure as we are and unsure. And so, uh, yes, we want a guy who knows how to pursue and all of those things. But sometimes I think it's, it's really kind to kind of help them out a little bit and then see what they do with you making it a little bit more clear that you're interested and yeah. I just think it's a great way to not waste your time too, because if you're if you have feelings for this guy, you want to know like where he's at. And I think it's not it's not embarrassing, and it's not like uh, yeah. manipulating something just to say, "Hey, where are you at? This is where I'm at. I'd love to see 
you know, what this would be like in person. And so that would be my, my suggestion. I think it's super important to like, yeah, maybe you have a great connection texting, maybe even have a great connection over FaceTime, but to also like be together in person and see what that's like and experience that together. And then I think I did long distance for six months and I'm now married to him. And so I just believe when it's two people who are both equally invested, equally excited about the relationship, and when you say, hey, we know this is going to be difficult and we know this is going to be hard, but we believe that there's something here and it's worth it to see, then I think that long distance can actually be really awesome and really amazing. And I experienced that firsthand. And so I think just... From the beginning, practice clarity and practice just communicating really well through things. Because I think the earlier you start to communicate in a really healthy and clear way, then you're just building a really beautiful foundation where awesome clarity and awesome communication Mm -hmm. will continue on and on and on. And so I'm excited for you. You have to keep us updated on uh, this ministry. Is is this camp or ministry? No, they met at a training for ministry. So he loves Jesus. It sounds like he sounds like a winner. I yes. will say, I cannot believe it's already been seven months. Girl, we got to be making some moves here. Okay. Like <laughs> say goodbye to the seven months. We are moving forward. We are moving forward. You know, oh, it's wow. good to let things take time. I, I yeah. think that's good. Like I'm, I'm all for that, honestly. But at the same time, like at the same time, you just don't want things to linger, right? So, so girl, it's time. It's going to be good. I'm so pumped for you. And it's going to make you stronger in every sense of the word. word. Stronger if it works. Stronger if it doesn't work. And it's going to be amazing. So, wow. Okay. We're kicking it off. Hopefully that relates to all of you ladies who are considering making moves with boys you have crush on from afar. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to put yourself out there a little bit. And we're all for that. And then they can still do the pursuing. I don't think those two things are always the same. So, all right. Well, we're really excited for the first episode in the dating series. If you haven't got the dating Devo, you better get that because this just complements everything we talk about in there. But we're excited to kind of like get the scoop on week one. Let's jump into the episode. Okay, week one of the Dating Devo series, and we are jumping into a topic that Ken's knows I am super passionate about, and that is identity. (laughs) You know, I was passionate about identity back in the day, like college days, Ken's, and then it went a little quiet and dormant for me for a while, and now it is back. It is back with a vengeance. Like, That's I actually am... true. Isn't that true? <laughs> Mac is like the queen of going on strong spiritual revelation tangents. Like you just get locked in on one revelation or one subject matter for not just a couple of weeks, like half of a year. Yeah, it's true. We love that. We love that. (laughs) These days I'm big into hearing the voice of God and identity. And guess what, guys? That's what we're talking about today. So I'm pretty (laughs) excited. Uh, So our first chapter in the Dating Devo is all about knowing who you are, or essentially it's about why identity matters when it comes to singleness, dating, and relationships. And I got a whole list of 
of reasons why it matters, but really the the base level of it is, is that from an early age, you know, we're kind of hardwired to look to other people to tell us who we are. When we're a kid, it's our, our parents, our siblings, our coaches, our teachers, our friends, our peers, et cetera, all these different things. But then I think as we get older and once we start dating and looking towards relationships and we start getting crushes and all of these different things, I think who we date typically ends up being the biggest voice in what we believe to be true about who you are. And so that's why we just had to start this whole dating series off talking about identity because I believe it's at the foundation of why we date, of who we date, and how we date. And so it's really important to understand it because I think if you have a healthy view of identity in relationships, your relationships are going to be so much healthier and so much more sustainable and so much more fruitful. But if you have a skewed idea or view of your identity, then relationships, dating, singleness can get really heavy and can feel really unfruitful and can feel really unhealthy. And so that's why we're starting here. And I believe this is true for single girls and dating girls. Dating girls, if you're already in a relationship, I really believe this chapter is just as much for you as it is for the single girls. It's not like once you're in a relationship, you suddenly know who you are. Oftentimes we find ourselves in relationships and we're still having an identity crisis. And it's because we often look to the relationship to tell us who we are. But Mm -hmm. before we can enter into a relationship in a healthy way, we have to know who we are. So even if you find yourself in a relationship right now, I think this chapter and this podcast episode is just as important for you. And then single girls, why this matters for you, it's so that you don't place your identity in your singleness. And you don't date from this place of trying to get people to fulfill who you think you are or who you don't think you are. And then I think also when you know who you are, you know how to seek out the right person to date. And so this is incredibly important for you too. And so Mm -hmm. I just believe, I was telling Kim before this, uh, I was telling her, I was like, (laughs) I think often when it comes to dating relationships and identity, They can feel like very in the clouds concepts, but this whole idea that we typically look for people to date that either prove the positive things we believe about ourselves or people who disprove the negative things that we believe are about ourselves. And so let's say I'm walking around believing that who I am is ugly and unwanted. When I'm looking for somebody to date, All I care about is someone who can disprove that I am ugly and unwanted. I want someone to tell me that I am beautiful Mm -hmm. and wanted. And that's all I care about. If someone can disprove that for me and help me to believe that those negative things about myself aren't actually true, then oftentimes I'll find my heart wanting to get into that relationship to cover that place of false identity. And then on the flip side, I think... Oftentimes we have these names that people have maybe labeled us as like strong or, or leader or kind or just different like little things that often kind of become our identity. And mm-hmm. in the same way, we look for people to prove that those are still true about who we are. And so we look to our significant other to constantly tell us, 
you're strong, you're kind, you're independent, whatever it is, these things that we've kind of let become who we are. And so identity, what we believe about ourselves ends up being kind of the biggest deciding factor in who we date and how we date. And I know this to be true because it's been a part of so many of my kind of dating stories, relationships, why I've dated in seasons, why I haven't dated in seasons. And so mm-hmm. I know for you too, like any, yeah. any stories in particular <laughs> that you can think of? Oh my goodness. Well, if you've dug into the dating Devo yet, you probably learned a little bit more of my dating history, but I definitely fell into the the relationship category that you kind of mentioned before, you know, this whole, this state in Devo isn't just for the single girls, but it's also for the girls in relationship. And I fell into the relationship category for so long. I just like was in a two year long thing, a three year long thing, a four year, I don't know, it just went on and on and on. And oh my gosh, I mean, the first like just lighthearted story, I feel like we'll never forget Mac. It was like towards the end of this super long relationship that I had that I talked most about in the dating Devo. It was almost five years. And towards the end of that, I had a lot of like questions. And honestly, all of this identity stuff was getting surfaced. I was like, oh my gosh, I've spent my whole college career with this guy. And, you know, although I tried to pursue things outside of him and I had things going on outside of my relationship and friendships and passions and You know, I was trying really hard to protect those things. And in some ways I did, but in a lot of ways, I still found so much identity in, in this guy. And then towards the end, when I had questions, everything started to be put up into question. Mm. Oh, oh I remember this season. (laughs) I was like, who am I? What do I, what do I like in a guy? And I know you mentioned this earlier, but this identity thing is important for so many reasons. And one being that it really does, like if we know who we are, we kind of will know who we want or who's going to compliment us and who's best for us on maybe just like a personality level, but then also like in a kingdom purpose level, like who are we going to run this race with? And yeah. Anyways, I started to really question everything. The guy I was dating at the time was a musician, long hair, hipster. And I remember going to Mac and I was like, Mac, oh my gosh, I don't even think I like like hipsters. I was like, I think I like rat boys. I was like, I think I like, I think who I want to be with is a fraternity guy who grew up in the South and has good Southern roots and (laughs) <laughs> this guy was Which like, is really funny because that is was not, the furthest thing from who the ex was and also I, the furthest thing from what you normally would go for. Exactly. Like a full-on identity crisis. And, you know, that came and went. I don't even know what happened with that situation. But I do think it's really important because it gives us so much discernment and clarity of what we want and probably in a more real way post breakup after that breakup, I was really heartbroken. You know, a few months later after that whole moment, we actually ended the relationship and in some ways it was like my decision. I was like, okay, yeah, I really think that this isn't, I don't see our futures lining up and blah, blah, blah. But in a lot of ways, he also felt the same way. And that basically he like ended up really breaking my heart and kind of like ghosting me at the end of a five year long relationship. 
And I felt so overlooked, Mm. so unwanted. You know, I found out he was in a relationship a few months later and Mm. just like so many things where I was like, oh my gosh, those five years he like didn't even care about. And Mm. I feel like I'm the single one left to the sidelines and he doesn't even care to like say sorry or anything. And so anyways, I felt like my identity was crushed because it was wrapped into this relationship Mm. of like, I'm dating this awesome cool guy and blah, blah, blah. And then that all just got ripped like a rug right under me. And I went on a dating rampage, you guys. (laughs) I like (laughs) think I dated every (laughs) male in Nashville. Cute, not cute, weird, Cool. (laughs) Probably not even cool, honestly. I was just like grabbing them from the sidelines. And (laughs) I wasted a lot of time. I wasted a lot of time. Mm. And I looked just like you were saying, you try to prove to yourself that things. How did you put that again? Sorry. It's a deep concept that only Matt can communicate. (laughs) Yeah. You you look to other people to like disprove the lies you believed about yourself that you were you know, not wanted or overlooked. Yes. Yes. I just wanted people to want me. And so I found guys that were in my league and would want me. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I'll date you. Even if you're not maybe the guy I know God has for me. Mm. And yeah, ultimately wasted a lot of time and probably a lot of spiritual growth in the process. And so this conversation is definitely real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I feel like the the big thing that we want to talk about in this episode is rather than dating for identity, we want to date from identity, from a place of knowing who we are already. And, and like we said, that can be true for girls who are already in relationships. And that can be true for women who have never had a relationship before. How can we use whatever season we're in right now to gain confidence in who we are? And where do we go for identity? It's like the Sunday school answer, but the only place we can go to for true identity is straight to the feet of Jesus. Jesus is the one who tells us who we are. And so that's kind of the the first thing we want to talk about beyond this kind of introduction of this conversation is just that true identity starts with knowing Jesus, actually really knowing him. Do you know Jesus? Do you really mm-hmm. know him? And and I'm not talking about what your pastor or your favorite podcaster says about him. It's not about what your parents say about him or what your mentors say about him. It's nothing to do with what you've read about him on Instagram or in Christian books, but do you personally know the fullness of who he is? Do you know that he's not just your king, he's your friend? Do you know that he's not just your savior, but he's your your shepherd? Do you know that he's your Lord, he's your protector? Do you know the fullness of who Jesus is? And I know when I ask this question, you might feel tempted to start naming off all the reasons why you know Jesus, why you're good, why you're in the clear, you know, all the things that might prove how much you know him. But but it doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to know about your church resumes, your Bible reading routines, how you manage your sins. I think what matters here is this idea of have you laid your life down in total surrender? 
I love the image of the the fishermen, like Peter, dropping their nets and leaving everything to follow the one who had called them and who had the power to redeem their brokenness and the one who could speak identity over them. I think that's what knowing Jesus is. Truly knowing Jesus means we leave behind who we've been so that he can speak into who we are. And mm-hmm. knowing who we are in Jesus is the most beautiful thing that we can uncover here on this earth. It is the most beautiful thing. And what I love about it is that when we know Jesus, it is the best, the best thing for our dating lives. (laughs) Like it sounds so funny, (laughs) but when we actually know the fullness of who Jesus is, it changes everything about our dating lives. Like I could give you every dating tip and trick in the book, but it would pale in comparison to how knowing Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, and as your friend will radically change and impact every facet of the way you go about dating and relationships. I love Paul's words in Philippians mm-hmm. 3, 8. It says, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing, knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. So in other words, all those names that you gained from the world are garbage. All of those tips and tricks and strategies on how to date are garbage in mm-hmm. comparison to knowing Jesus and what that does for her, our lives. For me, dating, relationships, singleness, like all came into clearer view when I began to be more confident in who I was and who God had called me to be. And that started with just this place of knowing Jesus, of leaving behind what I knew so that he could be the one to speak into who I was and who I was becoming. And Mm -hmm. it's not a one and done thing. It's a lifetime of doing this, but I just believe identity starts with knowing Jesus, dropping everything, following him and letting him speak, be the biggest voice in our life. Yeah, absolutely. No, I feel like it can often feel like really cliche or maybe like, oh, really though? Like, is that really (laughs) true? And I think you're only going to know it to be true in your life if you you test it out. Like if you Mm. just give Jesus a shot, I feel like, of your full attention and your full heart and your full pursuit. I know that like in seasons of singleness, even in relationships and when relationships were in question and things, it was my time with Jesus, my quiet time, walks alone, worship nights, even just anything in companion with Jesus, serving with Jesus or being in community with Jesus and all those different things like that was that was so comforting in my single days you know mm-hmm. Jesus really is he might not be here in flesh but his presence through the holy spirit is comforting and mm-hmm. it, he can feel like a friend he can love you when you need that love he can remind you who you are when you've forgotten and he can restore brokenness in your heart and comfort and heal those wounds. Like he really can be those things. And I just Mm. think oftentimes we just don't give him enough credit. We're like, oh, you're not here. That's too spiritual, like too Mm. distant. And, you know, I just really need to find this in a guy in person in flesh. But Mm. I just don't think that's true. And I think we'll only know that for ourselves to be true until we give him a shot and try it out. And so if you're listening to this and you're 
single or in a relationship. I would really empower you to find Jesus as your comforter in this season Mm. and find Jesus as your friend and find Jesus as your father and really go on a pursuit of his presence. And I think you'll, you'll really find that. And then it'll be something you'll carry out for the rest of your life and into marriage on hard days and everything. Yeah. That's what I, I love about this entire series we're, we're going to do is that really what you're going to hear us say over and over again is all that you're longing for, all that you're searching for, all that your heart is yearning for, you can find it in him. Like you can find it in Jesus. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes I think we approach dating from this place of dissatisfaction and it ends up leading us astray because we look to people, we look to the world to satisfy these places in our hearts that only Jesus was meant to satisfy And Mm -hmm. when you approach dating and relationships from this place of satisfaction and who he is and, and the things that he calls you and the things that he says about you, it just changes the way you date. And so that's why we wanted to start here is because you just, you can't do dating and relationships disconnected from him. You have to do it plugged into the vine, plugged into the source of life. You have to abide. You have to remain in him. And when you remain in him, he gives you that daily bread every day for what you need to approach your singleness or to approach that new budding relationship that you're so excited about and you don't want to mess up or to approach that six month relationship that you're, you're doubting. Like, is this the person for me? I don't know. Like, he can speak and he will speak and he will he will lead you and walk with you if you would just remain in him. Don't do it disconnected from him. And um, Yes, that's so real. And I was also going to add too, if we really know Jesus and the characters of Jesus or the characteristics of him, he probably will set a pretty epic standard of the guy we want mm. to be with, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Right? We'll be like, oh my gosh, I want a guy that is – is kind like this or patient like this or I don't know, all the things I feel like it'll raise the bar for us in a really good way. (laughs) It's so true. It's so, so good. Yeah. And I was going to say what I love about when we, when we get to know Jesus is that Jesus loves to tell us who we are. Uh, You see this all throughout scripture. Basically when Jesus interacted with people He was inviting them to get to know him, and he loved to tell people, that's not who you are, who the world says you are. That's not who you are. This is who you are. You can find it over and over and over again in scripture, and I love that Mm. because I love that we don't just get to know Jesus. We're also known by Jesus. Nobody knows us better than him. Nobody knows our weaknesses better than him, and nobody knows our potential better than him. And I've always loved this one passage of scripture from Isaiah 43.1. It's actually God speaking to, to Jacob's, this Old Testament. But it's this verse, it says, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Mm-hmm. And do you just, do you believe that? Like, do you believe that just like how he, he called Jacob by name and said, you are mine. He's doing the same for you, that he has called you by name and you are his. And have you ever asked him, God, God, what do you say about me? Not yeah. what 
the world says or what my friends or my mentors have said I'm good at. But what do you say? What do you say, God, about who I am? What are the names that that he calls you, those intimate names that can only be found in the secret place? And, you know, all the names or identities that we've gathered from our lifetime both good and bad, that often we let define us, or like we said, we look to relationships to either prove or disprove, they will not stand when you allow Jesus to speak who you are. And the truth is like, you aren't who you've been. You aren't who the world has told you. You are only who he says you are. And so would we all use this season, no matter what season we're in, would we use this season to go to Jesus and to actually ask him, God, who do you say that I am? And then listen and pay attention for the things that he calls you, for the names that he places on you, and just for the things he speaks to your heart. Because I think when we, when we have those things to hold on to, like you said, Ken, Mm -hmm. it's like, we'll know who to date. We'll know how to date. We'll know how to move forward in singleness. We'll know how to move forward in hard situations and dating and relationships. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just believe like Jesus wants to tell you who you are. Are you actually asking and are you actually paying attention? Mm-hmm. I remember that season post-breakup when I was on a dating rampage. Finally, <laughs> I woke up a little bit and was like, okay, slow down. This is coming from an unhealthy place. And I got to sit in this season that we're kind of describing right now, of knowing who Jesus is and then letting him speak into it. And gosh, there's just so many journal entries of just like identity statements that he was speaking over me of like, no, this is like who you thought you were and this is who you are. And it was in quiet moments like that. And when I was heartbroken and I just like the only thing, the only person or the only thing I even had with my time was to sit with Jesus. It came through moments like that. But then it also came through moments of just in my singleness, getting to learn who I was again while walking out my faith. And I grew in so much confidence of like my God-given gifts and my lane and where I'm going to run and what I'm going to do with my life. And all those things led me to now my future husband years, 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 years later, you know, after that breakup. But yeah, I think it's important to have a season where we just, just you and Jesus telling you, telling him or him telling you who you are. And I think you'll Mm. grow in so much confidence in this. And it's a cool Mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's what what we wanted to start with this, why we wanted to have this conversation is because when you start to believe that who you are is who he says you are, then dating and singleness and sharing your heart with someone else becomes so much clearer and you won't date for identity, you will date from identity. And we just wanted to give some takeaways to both girls in relationships and single girls. And I'll start with the single girls. uh, And then Ken's, I'll let you speak to the girls in relationships. But single girls, are you letting singleness tell you who you are? Are you letting the enemy use it to whisper lies to you that you're unlovable, that no one will ever pick you, that you're not as pretty as other girls? Would you not allow him to get a foothold in your life? Would you allow this to be the season that you get so close to Jesus that you get so close to him that in every moment he's close enough to whisper to you who you are. When doubts come in, when insecurities come in, when lies come in, would you remain in him so closely that he is constantly whispering over you who you are? Make sure you go to his feet this week and you say, Jesus, who do you say that I am? 
Yes. And then for the girls in relationships, I think it's important to ask yourself if you've been using this relationship in your life to tell you who you are and how can you allow God's voice to be bigger in this season, his voice to trump that voice and what insecurities do you maybe need to confess and what things do you need to realign? It might not mean that you had to throw this relationship out the gate, but I think that you've got to sit and listen for God's voice within the relationship and maybe realign some things in your life. Hmm. Yes, yes. Well, this is an awesome conversation to just kick things off with our Dating Devo series. If you haven't gotten the book yet, what are you doing? You can go to ForTheGirl.com <laughs> and grab the study and follow along. We just scratch the surface of what is in the chapter for this week. In this week, you will dig into scripture and hopefully just feel that invitation from Jesus inviting you in so that he can speak to who you are. So make sure you grab that study. Text some girlfriends, have them do this with you. If you're dating, have this conversation with your boyfriend. Like say, hey, do you ever use our relationship to like get identity? How can we, how can we not do that? How can we stay strong in knowing that like who we are comes from God's voice alone? Uh, that's honestly conversations Tyler and I have to have all the time. We have that quite frequently. So it's important. It's good. And we're excited to be back next week because next week we are unpacking the baggage. Oh, wow. Sounds fun. <laughs> it's going to be good. All right, For the Girl fam, we love you and we will see you next week.